Thanks for joining us for the Anchored Daily. This fall, we're learning from Ezra, Nehemiah, and Haggai as we consider how God would have us remain faithful, obedient, and hopeful no matter what comes our way. Nehemiah 10. Names. Lots of names. And I have no idea how to pronounce most of these names. I'm tempted to again skip over this list that I'm reading in today's scripture until I remember that someone usually points out something interesting they found in the list of seemingly endless, unpronounceable names. So here goes. Just kidding. I'm not reading this list out loud. Hi, I'm Amy Talbot, and today I want to talk about neglect and renewal. Let's start with a recap of the last several chapters in Nehemiah. Previously, the fallen, broken walls of Jerusalem were being rebuilt. There is opposition to that rebuilding, but the wall is finally done and the doors are set in place. The genealogy is read. Ezra the priest reads the book of the law of Moses to the people, and there is great joy and understanding. Israelites confess their sins and worship the Lord, and a written binding agreement is made and sealed. As we start today's reading, the list of names are those who sealed this agreement. In this list, we find the governor, priests, leaders of the people, and the people themselves. The agreement is to obey carefully all of the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord. Those include no marriages to foreigners, No work on the Sabbath or any holy days. Honor the seventh year, that is the Sabbath year, and cancel all debts. Support of the house of God monetarily. Provide wood for the altar, first fruits and firstborn, and provide the tithe for priests and Levites. So these point to six commandments that the people are making to the Lord. Marry within the faith, rest, Provide for the house of God, give your best to the Lord, give a tithe, 10% to the Lord, and faithfully attend worship. The very last verse of Nehemiah 10 says, We will not neglect the house of our God. So what is neglect? It is to fail to care for properly or the state of being uncared for. Let's think about neglect. When you neglect a crop, it doesn't produce well. Think about your garden right about now. We've neglected ours for a couple of weeks and the bugs are starting to move in and weeds are growing and the produce just doesn't seem as appealing as it did in July. When you neglect a building, it starts to look bad, such as fading and chipping paint. When you neglect a home, it starts to feel cold and unwelcome. Busyness takes over and tiredness comes at the end of the day and there aren't enough hours in the weekend to get things done and there are the endless trips to kids' activities and meetings and you get my point. When you neglect a relationship, it fades into the distance. This can bring loneliness, loss of companionship, and loss of connection. Neglect causes damage and ruin but a refocus and a renewal of commitment can turn neglect into a remembering and a remaking, a fostering, cherishing, and revaluing of that which once was neglected. It's hard work to fix something that has been neglected, but it can be done. Do you notice as you read through this chapter, and I hope you do read through it, that there was accountability? There were lots of people involved. 
From verses 28 to 29, it says, The rest of the people, priests, Levites, gatekeepers, singers, temple servants, and all who separated themselves from the neighboring peoples for the sake of the law of God, together with their wives and all their sons and daughters who are able to understand, all these now join their brothers, the nobles, and bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God given through Moses, the servant of God, and to obey carefully all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord our God. In the previous chapter, the people recognized their sin of neglect of God and His Word. Now, in chapter 10, they submit to God's Word. They choose to keep separate as God's chosen people, and they rightly voice their support for the house of God. So what does this mean for us? Warren Wearsby states, Where there is true spiritual revival, it will reveal itself in the way we support God's work beginning in our own local church. And I would add that true spiritual renewal and revival will be experienced in our homes, in our relationships, and in our communities. So let's bring this back around to us. What does this chapter have to do with us? First of all, have you recognized neglect in your life? Neglect of stuff in your home, neglect of relationships, of excellence in your job, or even neglect of the Lord? Recognition of this leads to conviction and confession of sin, which the people did in Nehemiah 9. Have you proceeded through God's conviction of sin and knelt before him in confession of that sin? If so, renewal has started. Commit to God and his word. Sign your name and renew your relationship with God who loves you, cares for you, provides for you, and promises to be with you always. Join me in prayer. Father God, I thank you for your word that draws us to you, that convicts us, directs us, comforts us, and gives us hope. Continue to teach us through the book of Nehemiah and reveal yourself more fully as we strive for renewal with you and with your people. Amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to encourage each other through God's Word. Also, make sure to drop a like and subscribe so you're always up to date on the latest Bethel podcast. Don't forget to go to Bethel.ch to check out all the amazing opportunities to connect and serve here at Bethel. Have a blessed day.